Hello, everybody. This is your host, Michael Foster Sanders, and this is the Editor's Roundtable Podcast. Woo! We have our Editor-in-Chief here, Jose Romero, and the lead designer, a Boss Gore, a.k.a. Big Boss Man. The man oh, himself. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Boo, really? Boo. Come on, man. The award-winning lead designer. <laughs> well, let's get right into this podcast. Um, Hispanic Heritage Month. Um I guess you're Hispanic. I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm specifically Salvadorian. I, li, li, listen, listen, audience. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Before y'all, any emails, anything. I didn't mean it like that. You know? <laughs> but um, we have our first El Salvadorian on staff. I think. Really, I'm the first Salvadorian. I, I'm just taking a wild guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you might be. So. Right. Okay. <laughs> So, um, give us a little info about Hispanic Heritage Month and what does it uh, mean and what does it represent to you? Yeah, Hispanic Heritage Month is um, is just a celebration of the culture itself. Like, uh, and it's not just usually when people think of Hispanic Heritage Month, they tend to go more for like uh, a Mexican uh, perspective, and which is fine. But it, what people don't tend to realize is how large the Hispanic community is, Hispanic and Latino community are. So. Um, so it's a celebration of all these different uh, varying um, perspectives and cultures because each type of Hispanic and ethnicity has a different kind of culture. So the way we celebrate some holidays, uh, Salvadorians, is different from the way uh, Hondurans celebrate uh, some holidays and the way Mexicans celebrate some holidays. Okay. Uh, could you give us some El Salvadorian history? Yeah. So one of my favorite pieces of uh, Salvadorian history is actually about an artist, uh, Fernando Yort. And uh, I, I pronounce that in a really weird way, but uh, Fernando Yort. Uh, and so he actually inspired my, uh, Salvador, El Salvador's art style. Um, so he, back in the... S and fact check me on this because I'm I'm going based off the top of my head from what I remember from reading about him. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You want a black guy to fact check also? No, no, no. I, in general, I want the oh, listener. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, I want everybody else to, to fact check me on this. But <laughs> his style completely inspired El Salvador's art. And it's a very minimalistic, almost abstract style. Uh, my phone background is actually one of his pieces that nobody else can see, but you you guys are looking at it. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, go look up his piece, Eternal Happiness, and it'll give you an idea of his art. And that's one of my favorite pieces of Salvadorian history because uh, if we go to more modern history, it's very drug and gang related. So <laughs> so that, that's not as pleasant to talk about as as um, as it is to talk about the the beautiful art and colors. I say, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, your other article, yeah. Um, it may cause some controversy. Um, uh, Latino versus Latinx. Yeah. So, actually, it's pronounced Latinx. Latinx. <laughs> Latinx. So I've been saying it wrong. You know what? I can't even find myself saying it wrong because I heard so many other people yeah. say it. Hispanics <laughs> say it wrong because so th the big controversy surrounding Latinx is that there's no way to say it in Spanish because there aren't really words that end with an X in Spanish, which is where this argument comes from. And in my article, since it's a news story, I take more of a, an objective approach and it's other people's perspectives. But I guess for the podcast, I'll offer a bit of mine. Um, it, it, its usage is, is a little weird simply because of that. It doesn't feel like it was made or curated for Hispanics or Latinos. Um, but you got to understand the other side of it where, it ne where language is always ever evolving. And Latinx is, 
is a good jumping off point. I don't think it's the definitive answer for a gender neutral term for um, Hispanics or Latinos, but it it's a good way. It's a good place to start. It, it's it's not going to be the answer though, because people are already split on it. If I remember correctly, uh, according to Pew Research Center, only like six percent of Hispanics use it, and a huge majority of Hispanics don't like the term and don't think it should be used. It's more, yeah, it's more of a younger generation thing, and I think that's going to be like the trend that people see is like Gen Z and millennials tend to use uh, Latinx quite a bit. Like especially if you see BuzzFeed. Uh, that's quite a millennial-run newspaper. They they tend to use the term, like, a lot, almost exclusively. So, also, on the Edison's Roundtable podcast, you will also find out you've been mispronouncing uh, terms, like Latinx, which I thought it was Latinx for X amount of years. <laughs> uh, to the Hispanic community, I apologize for that. Uh, let's get We accept your apology. Jesus Christ. <laughs> let's get right into it. Boss man. Woo! Well, what are you doing for the front page uh, design of Boss? Oh, uh, <clears throat> going through my Facebook scroll and laugh. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so for the front page, I'm working on a, on a data sheet. Yeah, yeah. For the, how do you pronounce it? Yeah, so uh, Boss is essentially doing, like, a really cool infographic. Um, and, yeah, it was, so we grabbed data from the same Pew Research Center um, article slash, like, information study. That uh, I have been using for statistics, and uh, boss is, uh, has shown me a bit of like the preview of the design he's working on. So we're gonna use like a Venn diagram, and g- give these uh, nice statistics and accurate statistics, yeah. that, and hopefully those statistics can offer a different perspective. I, I something I don't want to do in my article is sway people into being like, okay, use Latinx or d- or use Latino. I want I want to make sure that I keep myself entirely out of it, and that's why I, I really haven't given my my two cents, yeah, because yeah, it's that's yeah that's a touchy subject. Gen, uh, t- gender terms uh, are are a very touchy subject, and uh, I'm very wary about offending somebody. You working at the collegiate, and you are worried about offending somebody. <laughs> right. That is the first thing on your resume. Look, I, I, I've already pissed enough people off. Like I've, these last two weeks have been filled with uh, some some ri- rather dicey emails. So I'm gonna take it a step back, and then I'll come back next week and and be back on my shit. Jose, when I first hired you, <laughs> what is the first thing I asked you? Oh man, um, I I think you asked me if I would be willing to get paid under the table. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That, that's allegedly, and I, look. Stay out of my business. <laughs> no, I asked you, would you, no, I'm saying, do you mind that people curse? Right, right. <laughs> and and I remember that, that question wasn't what I was expecting. And it, it was a good question, though, because once I got into the newsroom, I was like, oh, that's why he asked it. <laughs> if, if there was, like, a collegiate dictionary, it, it'd be filled with just cussing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all come from a boss. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. A, a boss can't control himself. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving right along. Um, 9-11. 9-11, yeah, that was this uh, 9-8 issue, and Logan did a great job on that. So he he offered these perspectives from different TCC faculty and students, um, and they shared their story about 9-11 and how it, it affected them. And Logan, he's a great storyteller, so he really, like, 
captured all, all these people's emotions. There's one uh, quote in particular that stood out to me in his article saying how 9-11 was the end of this uh, person's childhood. And like the, reading that, I was like, yeah, I, I guess a lot of people could feel that way. Me, I was I was very young when it happened, so I, I don't really have much of a memory of it, but I imagine like all those kids, because I, I have an older brother, and he would tell me that uh, they stopped school, they put on the projector, and uh, it was it's crazy. I'm, I'm it's I can't even comprehend uh, what must have happened in those days. Let me tell you about those days. Tell me about those days, Mike. Fresh out of high school in Great Lakes in boot camp in Chicago. Right. Coming back from swim quals because I can't swim. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I joined the Navy, can't swim, go figure. Um I come I'm coming back from swim quals and I walk into our division building and I walk by and I see my uh, my petty officer. Uh, mm-hmm. He's pretty much who who's over the uh, the boot camp division. And I walk by because I didn't want to I didn't want to piss him off. You know I, I'm big enough clown, so right. Um, I walk by, so he's like, "Foster, get your ass in here now." I'm like, "Oh shit, what I do now?" <laughs> he's like, "Take a look at the TV screen," and I see I see the first plane. Boom, right. I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate, you know. Right. And then, you know, uh, a few minutes later, I see the second plane. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of uncommon, you know. Was that the thing that, didn't, like, initially when you saw that first plane, did you think it was an accident? Yeah, like I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, damn, that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know? Then the second, like, uh. Yeah. And then, like. Yeah, so he had he was polishing his gun, you know. And I was like, okay, <laughs> right. He's a seal also. Uh huh. So he like, yeah, I'm getting ready to get back in the shit. And I'm like, oh boy, what? Like, yeah, mark my words, we going to war. I'm like, what? So I'm I'm 18, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fresh out of high school, and you telling me we get ready to go to war, right? Right. <laughs> Get ready to graduate boot camp that Friday, right? Uh-huh. So what ended up happening? So they so they lock they locked down the base, right? Right. Dude, can't nobody go on off base. You know what I'm saying? We critical lockdown. They took us to the phone centers to make phone calls to let our uh our family know where we're all right, right? Right. So uh, my mom, she was on my way up there, on the way up there to see me graduate. So I told her, hey, you might as well turn back around and because they're not going to let us graduate. Uh, they're not going to let anybody on base. And she was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm in Kansas City gambling anyway. All right, that's what's up. <laughs> I'm like, huh? So I called my I called my homeboy, uh, my homeboy Vernon, and he was like, I told you not to go. I told you. I, t- I had a vision. I had a vision we were going to go to war. I, you know what I'm I told you. I told you. I'm like, oh, God. Right. But, you know, unfortunately, I, you know, even though I, I'm a veteran, I, I didn't see any combat time, but I was in combat areas mm-hmm. uh, due to the fact that um, me being the Navy and the type of ship I was on, I was on a... Uh, LHD two or a Gator Freighter, which we would drop off Marines, and they would go mm. fight. So, 
Like, yeah, man, the early 2000s was a wild time. Right. Wild time. I mean, you know, that's how the, the world changed, you know. Um, and even, like, with just taking flights, you know. Um, we, like, your family used to be able to come to the airport with you and everything like that. Yeah. After live 9 11? No. No, everything's locked down. Um, if you're a certain hue, can you stand to the left, please? Mm. And uh, can you take your shoes off? And I'm like, Yes, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, uh, boss, tell your stories. Oh, which ones? <laughs> uh, at, at the arrival or at the departure or at the embassy? Tell me. <laughs> just, just, just give us a random one. Yeah, like what's the worst experience you've had? So uh, this Dece- December mm-hmm. last year, right? Yeah, I was going back home to Tanzania, and I checked in at the uh, the counter, and I was flying business class. Mm-hmm. So I went to the business class uh, entry point to the security, took my bag, took out my laptop, and he was like, "Wait there." <laughs> Uh, they put me in the machine. You know, they, I don't know what's it called. Right, the, the X-ray, X-ray, the full body yeah, scan yeah. machine. I was okay, done. I walk, I walk out, and he's like, "Wait, we're not done yet." Mm. And he took a, a swab off my hand. What? Yeah, and he's like, "Don't touch her." I was right there. Uh, he did the thing, and obviously, I don't do nothing, so there's nothing on me. Right. So I went uh, up, I cleared and I called my brother that I've already cleared and I'm waiting for my flight. And so I told him the experience and he told me, oh, that's the one to check uh, explosive on you and drugs. Jesus. Uh, so I, there are a bunch of other people in front of me, behind me. And right. No one was, uh, Nobody else was like, yeah. stop and push, push aside like you. Well, I guess TSA, they have their, their chart list, you know, <coughs> uh, if you white, you're okay. Which you know we gotta we gotta like every few white person we got we gotta do it just to <laughs> <laughs> just for sure tell if you black you know what I'm saying you give them the bare minimum you know you just make them take off their shoes you know make sure you don't have anything but if you are Arab descent or if you Muslim you get the full uh, treatment if you got the beard like me <laughs> hold, on. hold on sir. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk to you for a moment. You, we need to go to that room over there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, since I'm from Tanzania, I don't really face much problems per uh-huh. se. But and I got friends who are from Yemen or all those yeah. areas. And I think they whenever they land here, they spend four hours at the airport. Only Jesus. And we're not laughing because it's funny. Uh, we're laughing at the... The ridiculousness of this fucking situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm worried Chris is going to get me. Uh, <laughs> Just bleep it out. I'll say, but other than that, um, let, let's see what else we got to talk about. Well, I mean, what what are you reviewing this? This week? Uh, this week, I'm reviewing Nacho Libre. I'm doing a retrospective on that, on a 2006 movie. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, I was kind of educated uh, while we was waiting for the room to get open. I thought Nacho Libre would have been offensive, but... Hispanics love Nacho Libre. <laughs> that, is, that is our go-to movie, man. Jack Black is an honorary Mexican. He, he will never listen to this. But if he does, I want Jack Black to know that we're okay with it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm reviewing season two of Wu-Tang of a, a American Saga. Uh, I just want to let 
y'all know Wu Tang is forever. It's gonna be forever, <laughs> and Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to with. <laughs> Wu Tang's for the kids. Wu Tang is for the kids. For the kids. I always look forward to Mike's reviews. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, you have a specific way of saying things in your reviews. <laughs> that's that's just really funny to me. If, you know what? If you want to go back and look at, you know, my I think my first review for the paper uh-huh. was Jeepers Creepers Three. <clears throat> Ooh. And if you want? I think that was my funniest review. Um, because you know, with all the stuff going on with Victor Salva, and you know, and he he barely had a chance to get this movie made anyway. Right. And then you cheap out with this movie, knowing this is your last cinematic. How did he go on the radar like that? <laughs> but he got charged. Yeah. And you know, but then he got hired by Disney. Right. To do a movie named Powder. <laughs> With a, well, I think Powder was uh, he had faced what it was uh, he was albino uh, albinism. Uh, pattern. Pa- uh, powder. Pa- the movie. I don't, I don't think I ever saw that movie. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> and watch it and just know what you know about him now. Right. And watch that movie. Matter of fact, if you watch The Creeper and watch that movie, and like, that's some sick. <laughs> You know, the creeper, you know, he'd rarely go out to women. And his thing is sense of smell, right? Right. He smells clothes. Huh. Like like male clothes. I'm like. I mean, I guess. I'm like, yeah, he's too deep in these. Yeah. I'm like. He's too deep in the trenches. But, um, yeah, Wu-Tang is the review for this week. Perfect. Um, uh, the first three episodes is on Hulu. Uh, season two is is, is great. And uh, I hope y'all like my review. Um, we're getting ready to close this podcast. Yeah. Um, are we still hiring? We are. Yeah, we're still hiring. Collegian.tccd.edu slash employment if you want to join us. Yes. Um when you join the collegian, um, we have at least two uh, two catered lunches. Right. That's depending if Chris is in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> it is within our budget. We have two catered lunches. <laughs> yeah, just come for the free food. <laughs> so, so yeah, please. Um, if you if you're a writer, uh, graphic designer. Um, Social media, social media, yeah, social media, um, and uh, I think else? you covered all the bases. Do we need photographers? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. could use photographers. <laughs> yeah. And photographers. Um, oh God! <laughs> Please come join the staff. Um, you can find the application online uh, at yeah. The website I said uh, tccd.edu. The Cali- <laughs> collegian.tccd.edu slash employment. I'm sorry. Woo! Woo! All right, but other than that, do we have any closing? No, just make sure to pick up the paper. It's going to be on every campus um, every Wednesday uh, in the newsstand. Just look for the Collegian signage. Cool. Boss man. Yes, everyone have a great weekend. There you go. Other than that, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Collegian Podcast. Please, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, 
email our editor in chief, Jose Romero, at collegian.editor at TC. Okay, I don't know that one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Continue. Right. Is it editor at tccd.edu? I'm s- that might be right. That can also be found on the website, though. Or on the paper. Yeah, yeah or on the paper. I said, like, well, y'all heard him buzzing the net. Thank you for tuning in, and we're out. <laughs>